0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Mind Virus podcast. I am your host Bobby Flood and I'm here today with a returning guest. Jordan Bruno is out of town and I'm here with Eric Mutzos, who has been a guest on the show before. Welcome back Eric. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How have you been?
1: Uh I am I am I'm a little sad. Um, just that the current condition of everything since nothing has, um, gotten better since the last time we talked as far as, um, our, our country coming back the way it should be. And so I'm, I'm a little sad trying to grasp the reality, the, the actualities of everything that's happening. So, um, but I'm just trying to count my blessings.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different, I mean, I mean, it's like, Co- like COVID stuff's kind of starting to fade away but that doesn't mean the world's getting any better. It's like worse even. Like it's just one thing on top of another on top of another just piling up. It's like everywhere we look is just bad news.
1: Oh it's yeah and I and I think <clears throat> I think it's just everything that we have been feeling from the beginning of March of 2020. Most people that could see what was happening or at least maybe not necessarily see, but more feel. Um, I think that a lot of people have just have, have kind of accepted that all of these things, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think. And now going through kind of like a remorse or not a remorse, kind of a, uh, what w- what is that cycle that you go through when uh, grieving? Like the, yeah, the stages
0: period. of, Seven of, stages of of grieving acceptance or grieving. Yeah. yeah, And
1: I think that I don't know what stage I'm in, but I know I'm in one of them <laughs> <laughs> because I was really, really angry at first. And then uh, anyway, that's what that's how I feel, because it's like watching Star Wars, like the Republic, like all the Jedi's dying off all of them. Like we don't even have any Jedi's. None of them. Right. I mean, how many are there? Clear, clearly there's nobody right. in the state of Utah, uh, save, you know, maybe a couple house reps. Maybe there's one, there's a few County commissioners that are even willing to, to call Spencer Cox out. Yeah. And the, the hard part
0: about that is that, that even if they're willing, I mean, they, there's really no, there's no, uh, consequences. Like for example, you know, I think most of our listeners, a lot of our listeners, are here in Utah, and we've we've talked about Utah issues occasionally on this show. And today, today, by the way, is uh, it's March seventh, two thousand twenty-two, and uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, today, Spencer Cox is getting some national press, and it, every time he gets national press, it's because he's embarrassing. And, and today he's getting some national press for his his recent statement that he will veto a bill that is designed to protect girls' sports, especially youth youth girls' sports, high school, junior high. Mm-hmm. And he's getting this, this, this bad press. And there's, you know, the traditional, well, I don't even know if it's bad press, but national political outlets oh, it's like bad. The Hill are covering well, it. Some of them are covering it more neutral than others, but the the feedback from from locals and the feedback from conservatives is like this guy's a rhino, he's a clown, he's sold out to the to the trans lobby, whatever you want to say. And I think that's deserved because I do think he's he's willing to. I think he's willing. He he proved it with his mask mandates in schools that he's willing to offer kids up at the altar of uh, the woke mob
1: but well, well and it's money too you i mean you got to understand that most of these decisions are because of money uh they're one of the best one of the utah jazz do you, do you understand the backstory to all this like with how the utah jazz are tied to this entire transgender madness
0: i've heard little little bits and pieces but i don't well it's dwayne know Wade. The full story Dwayne right, Wade. I know he's involved. He has a mi- has a minority stake in the Jazz. Right. Well, and, <clears throat> yes,
1: and his one of his children are transgender. Okay. And so, um, from from all the reports that I'm getting is that because the, Dwayne Wade wouldn't have come here if if that wasn't the case, and so that's one of the reasons why, because Spencer Cox has like a full on like kind of a i don't know if it's a fantasy that he either could be a ball boy for the jazz or or his fantasy is that he's uh, you know can sit on the front row so he can be best friends with these guys but Spencer Cox loves these men right in, in more ways than one like he has an obsession with the Utah Jazz and so i think his obsession has has taken him to places including money too has taken him to places where he's willing to sell anybody out including um 99.999 percent of women that would would typically be on a woman's team right and now he's willing to sell that out for three or four potential men that may play girl girl sports it's unbelievably disgusting
0: yeah i i don't think I don't think Cox has like, I I think he's a fan of the jazz, but I think really what really means a lot to him is being in the, in the club, being, being a part of the cool kids. Uh, There was a picture a few months ago with him and Dwayne Wade. And Mm -hmm. it it was at some kind of LGBT advocacy event. Mm -hmm. And he was looking all, you know, just, just proud and pompous as he gets, you know, being, being part of the crowd, being, being, included with this group of people. And let's remember that with the mask mandates in Utah, kids were kept in masks longer than any other group. They, they were required to mask clear until the end of the 2021 school year, even though the statewide mandate had expired weeks earlier. But he kept, you know, he tried to keep kids masked up well he did he kept kids masked up longer than anybody else so i think he's willing to like you said he'll sell out anybody if it makes him look cool on twitter for 10 minutes
1: yeah and and i think that most of his the issues that he has is just a lot of insecurities and um and he will do anything it takes to make sure he looks a certain way Um. Uh, Unfortunately, he's willing to sell out uh, core universal principles that if we allow to to get distorted, we're going to have consequences just like we did in Sodom and Gomorrah. Like people don't understand that that we're a type and a shadow of all of these wicked, wicked cities and civilizations all over again. Like people don't they can't see they can't see the pattern and why we are so close to when God, well, I believe when God is going to be here because (laughs) there's certain behaviors that are not allowed in the kingdom of God. And we are in a, we are in a, um, we're in this proving testing ground in a telestial realm. And, and that's still his kingdom. And so when there's certain behaviors that are in the sight of God, he is going to wipe the earth clean like he did last time during the flood.
0: Right, right. The mm. flood was the metaphorical baptism by water. That's Or right. literal, and now next is the baptism by fire.
1: Yep, and it's coming. And people need to understand. And that's what it's re- really hard because we can see what's happening. Like those that can see spiritually, you can see what's happening, but. Um, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's cause it's getting worse. It's like what right how can this How can this happen like we we do- we got duped into doing what we just did over a cold right you know, like that's how spiritually dead we are as a society that people couldn't spiritually feel. Oh this is wrong. I mean you have guys from uh Utah, senators from Utah writing op-eds saying we need to strike a healthy balance between health and and liberty and masks is that balance. I mean th- this is coming out of the this is coming out of a Utah state senator saying that by wearing a germ diaper on your face that that's liberty. Well,
0: yeah, not just encouraging people to wear it, but but using the force of government to make them wear it and to exclude them from from society if they yeah, don't wear but, it. But
1: but take it a step further, getting shamed in a cultural uh, a a religious culture for also not doing it.
0: Right, and that's so, where
1: so now you have you know half of people in our own faith quite literally saying that if you don't wear a mask, you are, you are on the road to apostasy. Right. Right. Like, Hey, you're on, you're Mm -hmm. on thin ice. Yeah. The masks combined
0: with some of the statements that were made or became extremely divisive. And then the vaccines just piled on that even worse.
1: When you say that it's an act of love, um, that, wow. Wow. I mean, do you remember? (laughs)
0: <laughs> forcing someone to do something is never an act of love, but also covering your face, which is, our faces are the one things we all have that make us unique. And it's very symbolic to cover one's face. And it almost is never, never is it a good symbol, a symbol of something wholesome and good and righteous. It's always, um, uh, symbolized oppression and Absolutely. abuse
1: always. Well, well, it's not only oppression and abuse, but to go a step deeper than that, it's also no identity. See people don't right. understand the spiritual side to this is is that God he's desperately wanting us to become like him and Satan desperately wants us to become like him. Well, who is he? He is a being probably well we he doesn't he's not a human, so therefore he doesn't have, you know, genitals. And so why do you think all of a sudden he's pushing all these little kids to to remove their genitals? Like right. I'm, te- I'm telling you, like he's he's getting us to a place where we are speechless, we're identityless, we're genderless. That's what's happening spiritually, and so the mask is just part of taking that 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 identity from your beautiful face that that is supposed to show the countenance of God all the time. That's it's a very sacred thing. Your face,
0: right? It, I mean, it's it's. It's how we recognize each other. It's how we re- read and recognize emotions. It's mm-hmm. it's our our mouths are what we speak with, you know. And you 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 add on the worldwide crackdown on free speech that's been happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the symbolism is it's almost not even symbolic. It's literal as our, <laughs> we're forced to cover our faces while also being told we're not allowed to say or believe or think. Well, or well, protest yeah. against if, certain, oh, all of this yeah
1: and if you are you're this right you're this right wing fringe group that uh, akin to you know january 6th um well, because yeah, you're you're this fringy really not nice group of people that are standing for our liberties and well, yeah. or, or that or you think you're standing <clears throat> for your liberties because you think that you you think that it's you know, so oppressive that you have to wear a mask.
0: <laughs> right. Freedom, right. The freedom. <laughs> right. yeah. Which, which I really get a little bit sad when I see that kind of stuff, knowing how precious and how temporary freedom and liberty always is and how it's always, it's always hanging by a thread. Yeah. And once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we don't just get it like, there's no there's no expiration date on tyranny. Once they have it, they have it. And the only way to get it back, the only way to get liberty back is through revolution. Yeah, That doesn't yeah. mean violence. I'm not calling for violence, but revolution of some kind is the only way that freedom has ever been restored in any historical society.
1: Yeah, yeah but ultimately it is, it, it's bound to get violent if they keep pushing this because you can't, every man has a breaking point, right? Like every man has a, has a spot that says no you're not going to do that. And and there's only right. so many jail cells, right? I mean, you can only put so many people in jail. And so if everybody stood up and said no, you're not doing this, that's how you win. And and then unfo- but unfortunately, these people that are in control, the ones like in the higher higher levels, they don't care if you're alive or dead. <laughs> in fact, they want you dead.
0: Yeah, I think they want I think I think there's been a, a concerted effort to push people to, to take action, like January 6, like the truckers in Canada, like protesters. Because once the those actions are taken, then people like Trudeau, who said it's a fringe minority with unacceptable views, he can he can roll the cops out and be, beat a few of them down and throw a few mm-hmm. of them in jail and disperse them and act like he was. You know, taking out the trash, chasing rats off the ship, or something. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you know, Canada's crossed a line. We've crossed lines here in the U.S. There's lines have been crossed all over the world. That now we're on those wrong side of those lines. And what lines will be crossed next? Like it's incremental.
1: Oh well, I mean, if they're if they're willing to come in with a horse and crush a little lady on a on a little, you know, kind of a medical scooter. Um, what, what, what are, and did you notice that nobody had any name tags? You know, a lot of those cops in green, there was no, there was no, there was no number. There was no name tags. It's like, okay, number one, who are they? That's first. Second, right? nobody is going to be held accountable for doing whatever they want to do because nobody, there's no way to identify these people.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was getting at earlier with like Spencer Cox today getting bad press and a few people you know in the legislature might say something but there's no there's no accounting who's going to be held accountable for the years of lockdowns and shutdowns and closures and vaccine forcing the vaccine onto people no nobody nobody's going to be held accountable and that's a problem that's a problem because it means that they can just keep doing it over and over and over until we get to a breaking point and then when we get to that breaking point then they can retaliate and say see what you made me do we you, <laughs> you made us you made us roll tanks through the <laughs> suburbs you made us do it like I, I, or, I really or, think,
1: or just nuke or just nuke our own people and say that it was russia right
0: well and <laughs> The, this Russia-Ukraine news, it's been so hard to follow because
1: it's... I, I do mixed. want to talk about it, but we have to finish this Spencer Cox deal because... Well,
0: yeah, and I think, honestly, I think it's all related. I think it's the same forces. That's right. You're, you,
1: you are right. <laughs> but
0: but yeah, let's let's finish with Cox because I, I think, again, I think a lot of our listeners are locals and I think we have a problem here in Utah. We have a real problem that's bigger than him. He's just the symptom of the disease.
1: He um he is gonna go this guy this guy takes us into the new world order, Spencer Coggs. There's not even a question. Like he is already hook, line, and sinker into this whole thing. Cause if you don't think that this is all very strategically planned out, you have not been paying attention at all. If
0: right. you don't
1: think that that this is a at the very beginning uh, the reason why they went after small businesses is because they're trying to crush the American economy. And that's why Biden didn't do the pipelines. That was the, his first move after he stole the, after he stole the election. And yes, I said it because it was an absolute theft. Um, there's more voter fraud than you can ever imagine. Um, yeah, it happens
0: the, even locally in small, absolutely, s- small absolutely. county Dominion, elections.
1: Do, Do, Dominion is in Salt Lake County. And there's a reason why Spencer Cox came out two days after all of those states like flipped over in the middle of the night, like at 2 a.m. Out, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Out popped Spencer Cox on CNN on national news saying, how dare anybody say that there's voter fraud? Whoa. Hold on. Spence, you live in the you you're you're in the middle of a, a farm, a fake farm in the middle of Utah um before you went over to the governor's mansion. Do not say that that you know that there is not voter fraud because right. what that's telling us, Spencer Cox, is that you know that there's voter fraud by coming out that quick.
0: Right. right. Yeah, he's an interesting case because let's remember let's remind everybody that here in Utah we don't have a secretary of state and so the person in charge of running the elections is the, is the lieutenant governor correct
1: yes which so is he, a conflict of interest
0: he was the the lieutenant governor running for governor mm-hmm. and was also in charge of the election like that that's a huge conflict of interest the guy running for governor was also the guy regulating the elections he was the referee also playing in the game
1: well steve christiansen i don't know if you know his story he's a a house rep from like either west jordan or south jordan and he and he was trying to run a bill to audit the he was trying to audit the state Right mm-hmm. for the elections, and that was deeply offensive to Spencer Cox. Deeply offensive right. to where this? How dare anyone question the integrity? Well, a- every, how dare anyone question the integrity? We are better than that, Utah. Every
0: election should be audited. Every election twice. should be audited twice. I mean, that's that's just a no brainer. I mean, twice. I, I, <laughs> I work. I work in the. Uh, in my church calling, I I work with finances, which is kind of funny, Mm
1: -hmm. if you
0: know me. But we get audited every six months. And I got to go in there and account for the money we spend. Like, these are elections. Like, these have consequences. They should be heavily audited. Now, now, the curious case of Spencer Cox goes even deeper. Like, he was a nobody, a no-namer. And he ran for uh, state house, right? Mm-hmm. Spanish Fork. And was elected. That was, I'd have to look up the years, but he took office, you know, he ran for an election in November, took office in that January. And that same year, he was chosen to be Gary Herbert's running mate. He'd yeah. served in the legislature for like six months.
1: You do know the backstory behind that, right?
0: I know little bits, but why don't you fill in our, our listeners
1: okay so word on the street uh, allegedly apparently quite possibly that this may have happened that gary herber after he chose his um running mate which i don't know the guy's name um, but it wasn't spencer cox offered him the lieutenant governor um spot the guy takes it either that night I'm pretty sure it was that same evening in walk Spencer Cox and his daddy his very, very rich daddy, daddy Cox. Um, and there was kind of some kind of a deal that was struck. Um, and I don't know what the price tag on that deal was. And the next day he rescinded the other Lieutenant governor. No more. You knew you no longer have this offer to be the Lieutenant governor. And then in walks Spencer Cox. So so right. what we do know is that his dad had to go in and do what he had to do. So the question is, is who is his dad? Who is the dad connected to? And why Spencer?
0: This is from the Salt Lake Tribune, 2013, October 8. 2013 uh gary herbert announced today or announced tuesday he is nominating freshman state rep spencer cox a former county commissioner and mayor mayor of fairview which has about 25 people in it (laughs) and look i love fairview i love San pete valley i love it down there but like a student body president could it, it, it manages more people than the mayor of fairview uh former county commissioner and mayor, to serve as his lieutenant governor. Cox, 38, an attorney and executive in Centricom, a rural Utah telecommunications company. That's the company that his dad ran or runs. He was elected to the house last year. He's previously mayor of Fairview. And then later, if you read down in, in the article, it says, Cox's selection was a surprise to many who assumed Herbert would pick one of his trusted advisors, or possibly a more senior member of the legislature. Mm -hmm.
1: The cake, in other words, the cake is baked. Um, My question is, is how deep, how deep state are they, right? Like how bad, how, how deep into this global agenda was Gary Herbert and is Gary Herbert and is because we know that previous governors are deep into the state agendas into the deep state agendas. And what I mean by the, you know what I mean by the deep state, right? Right. Like yeah. the kind of the wicked globalist side of the government slowly, slowly turning us into this new world order all in the name of love. Right. I mean, cause that's what these people right. think. They think it's a godly thing to, to because they think that we're going to, we're going to be so nice we're going to be. We're the ones that are going to bring God back because of our niceness.
0: Well, and something that that Jordan and, and I have discussed in the past is that these guys in this cult or this faith or religion you can call it that because they treat it like that believe they're doing God's work. They mm-hmm. believe that they're righteous people. They probably have spiritual manifestations, angels of light, mm-hmm. um, at the very highest levels. I mean, they they believe that they're doing the right thing. I mean we know right. that that that
1: we well, know Satan's, that look at Satan's right. Satan's argument was very compelling. None will be lost. Like literally nobody will be lost. Like that sounds pretty cool. Well it's the same
0: argument he's making now. None will be lost if you all just cut your greenhouse emissions. <laughs> yeah you know and, of course it's it and, 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 and it's driving. Dis- and of course stop it'll, driving. it'll it'll destroy it, the world but and wear
1: your mask and, we and have get to dis- vaccinated.
0: We have to destroy the world because you're all useless, dirty eaters who are destroying the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's like John Huntsman. He was the governor before
1: uh, Herbert. Uh, Herbert, right? Yeah, and then and then Levitt was before that.
0: Yeah. So Huntsman was whisked away mid-term. Right? He didn't finish his one of his terms. He left early to go be ambassador to China for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And I think he was also after that ambassador, or something to do with Russia, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And then he weirdly came back. He weirdly came back and ran for governor mm-hmm. last year against Fox. Split,
1: split the vote. Didn't he fight. A, he didn't fight a hard fight.
0: No, you had a three way race between Fox, uh, Huntsman and uh hughes greg hughes right that's his name and it was very tight in the primaries it was like 35 33 31 or something very tight
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think hughes would have won without uh
1: not even a question Huntsman. not even a I question. i think
0: hughes might have won anyway i mean a, an, an election that close should be audited right and always
1: no how dare you how dare right. you question this integrity
0: i'm i'm fine and Spencer Cox, if you ever hear this, I'm fine. I'm totally comfortable questioning your integrity. <laughs> that does not make me, I'm not offended at all by questioning your integrity. <laughs> oh my gosh. But These
1: guys, they think that they're kings. They think they're many no, kings. I,
0: I've, recurred, I've re- referred to him as a god king before because I don't know if you ever stomach his inauguration speech. It was horrible.
1: Well, we, he, he were, talks we were we about <laughs> we were on the outside protesting it. <laughs> we had like yeah, several. He, he several delivered it. Hundred people out there. He,
0: he he talked about how this moment was a, a rendezvous with destiny that our grandchildren would <laughs> remember. And it's like he's like it's in a year when the earth literally and figuratively shakes. Like, what are you on about? He fancies himself as an orator and a and this great speech giver. Oh, he's you the ever, worst. You ever watch him?
1: Um, I can't, dude.
0: You ever watch him with the with the volume off? He just bobs his head and waves his arms around. It's like, you're just, you're a maniac. But <laughs> so he was picked really quickly and, and under surprising, we'll call him surprising uh, circumstances to be the lieutenant governor. But then when he became governor, okay, again, he's a freshman governor. Uh, that just so happened to get elected the same year as a presidential turnover. And Joe Biden chooses him to sit on his governor's council. Now, why would Joe Biden pick a freshman Republican governor from the quote unquote, most conservative state in the United States to be on this? I think well, it's why like would a nine anybody, or 12 member governor's would,
1: council. Why would anybody in our church vote for Joe Biden?
0: Well, there's that too. That's a whole other question. <laughs> but how would Joe Biden even know who this guy was, or 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 someone in the Joe Biden administration? Yeah. The, the point who is, picks is, these he, people.
1: He's he's no different than Mitt Romney. He's the, he's a deep state globalist. These people, they want the new world order to come at any cost.
0: Right, and I don't even think Cox is smart enough to know that he's just a tool and all, because I don't think he carries any weight. I do think it's odd though that that he would be picked. Like, who who in the Biden administration says, "Yeah, we got to get Spencer Cox in." Like, yeah, and, and, and the only the only out. question I ha- or the only clue that I have is the past, uh, the way that Utah is a forerunner in certain things. Like, we were the one of the first states to go to this mail in voting. We we're mm-hmm. one of the first states to use the machines to vote. We're one of the first states right now. We're piloting or getting ready to pilot it's the just digital because we're ID. So,
1: is it just because we're so gullible and we will do whatever looks nice and easy? Like why? Why uh, Utah? Like why? I th- I think
0: that's a really good question. And
1: we we're the ones with the NSA.
0: Yep, we get the NSA spy center. It's
1: the the. Uh, Oh,
0: my God. We've hosted the UN recently. I think, it, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think one, number one is that Utahns are, uh, yes, I would use the word gullible, but I also think they're, we are a trusting people. We trust people in authority. We trust that they're doing the right thing. They're, they're good-hearted, well-meaning people, and sometimes they make mistakes. We're also very well-trained to follow people in authority. You brought it up earlier, right? If you're not wearing a mask, then you're not just anti science, but you're, you're apostate. You're, well, and
1: that's to some, you know, it's not to, there were a lot of, you know, like my bishop, for example, like he was really good with it, right? Like really good. And there's some, it's just unfortunate because we hear of the, of the cases where some of the leaders that are taking this kind of very strange, condemning approach um but then there's some that aren't so i just think the ones that aren't we just have to start having these discussions more in a very loving way without going after each other right somehow we need to say hey look when are we going to talk when are we going to talk about the vaccine issue like are we ever going to talk about that or are we just are we going to sweep that under the rug um especially now that we found out since they released those documents of Pfizer um that out of do, do you know all these numbers yet can i tell you yeah tell us okay so they just released the Pfizer document that the judge ordered they they wanted to silence them for 75 years just completely mm-hmm. keep them hidden for 75 years the judge said nope we're bringing it out um out of forty four thousand case cases in three months, okay. So forty-four thousand people were, were tested or sorry, vaccined in mm-hmm. this clinical for three months.
0: Was this before the vaccine was kind of rolled out to the yep, public?
1: Correct. So this is the this, the whole the whole study before they just did it anyway. Okay. Right. Um out of forty four thousand a little over 1200 people died or maybe it was 2400 let me look i've got the um it was almost 3% it was almost 3% of all people died um let's see which okay. is a huge number 12 it was 42,000 out of 42,000 cases 1223 fatalities <laughs> dude i mean this is criminal bro yeah, um, the, and they wanted the, to wait till 2085 to release that information.
0: But here, here's the, see that that number doesn't really surprise me given all that's been happening.
1: Cause it's probably no. higher than that.
0: The first question I ask is, will anything ever be done about it?
1: That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, okay, so now that we can realize that it's, it wasn't safe and it wasn't infective, if, if in fact, when we start to really dive into what it actually is it is a weapon it is the it is the right it, covid was the left jab and and the vaccine is the right hook it's like boom boom mm-hmm. like it was the second power punch um hitting humanity and and so my question is is are we ever going to have that discussion in our church that you know what sometimes very well-intentioned men in leadership positions can make mistakes. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that they're not prophets. It doesn't mean that they're not called to do certain things. But when when those men come into an area, basically when they cross cross the threshold into a family's medical or health and spiritual decisions for their family, that's when it can go awry, like we just saw.
0: Well, and it's even more than that. I mean, it was required for missionaries. Missionaries were not allowed to go to the MTC, mm-hmm. Missionary Training Center, right. with without it. And missionaries were, who were called to serve overseas were not allowed mm-hmm. to do so without the COVID vaccine. That's right. Now, I think at, at least at some point, you could have said... I will do the MTC at home and I will serve domestically, but that's a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, anybody who's grown up in this culture knows that, that the pressure for an 18 year old kid to go on a mission is immense. enormous. I don't think it's as much as it used to be when, like when we went, when, you know, in our age group, I remember feeling a lot of pressure and I wanted to go and I did, but man, if you didn't, if you didn't go, you might as well just you might as well just start uh, smoking tobacco and and uh, drinking beer. Oh, dude, and, and I, be I like, came. What's the difference, right? You're you're just done.
1: I came home from my mission early from depression, and right. that that was. I mean, I had people telling me you're never you're never going to advance spiritually. I mean, this was kind of the mm-hmm. the thought, like, oh yeah, you're done in your spiritual progress if you don't go on yeah. a mission. And so, yeah, yeah, to put this type of a pressure on kids that haven't thought through any of these issues, right? That don't understand politics, that don't. So they're old enough to make a choice, right? Cause they're 18 years old.
0: Yeah, sort of.
1: I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're right, right at Legally. That. Yeah, legally, legally making a choice. But um, the problem is, is if they don't, if they don't have those spiritual bearings to know how to receive personal revelation, Um, they're, they are going to do what they're told. And so now the question becomes out of, um, oh, and I didn't finish 1291 adverse, negative adverse effects from that 44,000 study, dude. So 1291 cases, and that's just what's reported right now, right? That's, that's. I I can almost guarantee, I can almost promise with 100% surety that those numbers are also dumbed down and manipulated.
0: Well, even just anecdotally, I mean, I know, personally know, firsthand relationships with people who have been vaccine injured, more of those people than who have been severely ill or died
1: from or with COVID. And then, and then the or the question is, is why? And the answer is, it was a weapon. And so, so now, what's gonna? This is what I'm afraid of in our own church, is is and and I shouldn't be because it's a personal thing, right? Is now people that listened and were kind of coerced and shamed and bullied into doing this, when they or their family members actually do get sick and actually um, have these massive health problems, even into the future because of this weapon, um, who are they going to blame?
0: Right. Right. And it's going to be really hard to get any legal recourse out of any of this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh. And so my, I, I just hope that we don't get to a point where we just brush this under the rug I think this is a perfect time to explain why it's so important that we receive personal revelation instead of ignoring the issue, right? Like we need to talk about, hey, when Joseph Smith, when he was the prophet, he made a lot of bad decisions and he was one of the greatest, most inspired men in our day, right? Mm -hmm. And he made a lot of decisions that weren't correct. He he did the bank that failed. Like he lost the pages of a hundred. And these are just the things that we know about. We don't know sure. about all the other internal struggles that Joseph had. Like the yeah. sins uh, his sins.
0: He had character flaws and he, you know, there's some of that comes out in his journals and, and the journals of those around him. And
1: well, I the mean, angel he, we, dude, the angel came to him and said, Hey, don't sell these for money. Right. And he told him that three different times. Why would an angel tell somebody don't sell it for money if if he didn't have some issues with wanting money?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the Smiths, the Smiths were notoriously poor, right?
1: Well, yeah, and they and they dug for gold.
0: Even uh, in the Book of Mormon, you have Nephi in in Second Nephi four, I believe it is, kind of known as the Psalm of Nephi. He laments his sins and his shortcomings, and you're mm-hmm. going, "This is Nephi."
1: Well, and I love what? it, but that's, that's what's inspiring about it. Right. That's why, that's why we can turn this moment into a very inspiring moment. If we just tackled it head on with the truth. And the truth is it was a massive, massive mistake. Um, Or, or, so, or what if he, what if God did tell him to do that? What if God straight up said, Uh, write this letter. (laughs) I don't think that's the case, but what I'm saying is what if he did? Because God wanted to see if we were actually going to listen.
0: Well, I think all of this over the last two years, and really beyond, of course, but really intensified over the last two years is a massive test to see who will seek out the voice of God in their own individual life. I mean, I guess you could almost say it's ironic that yeah, but see that's is, the
1: test to you, dude, because that's not the test to some people.
0: Well, I, I think it's a test to everybody, but of we're course all gonna, it is. we're all gonna hear that differently. And the, the irony is the church is running this PR social media campaign, you know, hashtag hear him. <laughs> but what happens when you hashtag hear him and I know I know the voice contradicts what the PR department and the letters from the church are saying? That is something that that is something that I've encountered from people in my life who you would never think, right? Who would never think Mm. would be scratching their heads. Like it's, this isn't something that just, you know, to quote Trudeau again, that a fringe minority with unacceptable views is wrestling with. This is every member of the church who, who is seeking, you know, earnestly seeking the voice of God, I think is wrestling with this. Maybe I'm speaking too generally there. Maybe no, some- I no,
1: I, I, dude, I, I think, I think anybody who has an inkling of spirit where they, where they actually get revelation, right? I'm not saying, I'm not saying those who just like really, really like to be told what to do and think that that obedience to being told what to do is what's going to get them into heaven. Like if you remember when Jesus came the first time. Do you remember who his chosen people were? Um, not not as apostles. I'm talking about the chosen church. Do you remember? No. It was the Jews. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so the Jews, what did they have? Well, they had all the scriptures. Um, they had all the ordinances. And they had the temple. But But they weren't living it correctly. They were part of Babylon. They had built into Babylon. And, and so, so we see some things, not all, not all, but we see some pharisaical tendencies in our church to where we think that by going through all of these motions and by, and by the, the motions and being told and the obedience is what's going to get, what's going to get you to heaven. But do you see where the problem lies in that thinking? Yeah. What?
0: Well, that well, you 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 you, we we could get into like the grace versus works argument. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you
1: take Jesus, right? You take Jesus out of the equation,
0: right? We
1: we, does that make sense? Because when you take Jesus out of the equation and think that you're, I had one of my friends call me right, mm -hmm. and he said, and mad at me at first. He's okay. So him and I were on the same page for a long time about this vaccine up until when the prophet came out and said, we urge you to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I didn't hear from him for a while. And then all of a sudden I get this text with this, with this talk about obedience.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was like, I thought the first thing I thought was, did he take, did he go get it? And so I text him like, did you get it? And he's like, yeah, but we need to talk. And I immediately, the very first thing I said was, I want you to know before we get into this conversation that I love you. And no matter what you decide to do and what I decide to do, I hope that we stay tight. Right? Right. And okay, okay. I, I, I'm i just letting you know that, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just a little bit worried about you. I was like, Oh really? Me? Why me? Well, you you know, you got your social media, you know, you're kind of saying things, da, 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 da. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, bro, I have been the same. I've been the same the entire time on this. I don't understand all of it, but I have been very very consistent when it comes to the principles of liberty. Very consistent when it comes to government overreach, when it comes to personal decisions, when it comes to agency. Right? Well, anyway, long story short, we haven't talked in months because he thinks that I'm I'm pulling people away from the church what he ironically doesn't know is that when I talk about these issues out in the open, I get several messages from people like several, several, several on a weekly basis saying, thank you for speaking. It makes Mm -hmm. sense now. I I'm, it's starting to make sense. Why? And so what I'm trying to say is that we have, there's a, there's a type and a shadow happening from the church of old. the church of new and and to me that gives me hope because because this is all prophecy that the wheat and the tares it's not what the church does that's not the wheat and the tares it's not what the church does it's how it's how we treat each other in this process with what the church is going to do do you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's how it's where we stand up where we're supposed to stand up individually because everybody has a line. What, I mean, what are people going to do, dude, when, when the government tells the church to everybody to turn in your guns, right? And, or, Hey, uh, Spencer Cox goes over to the church officials because he's the governor of the land. And he says, we need everybody's food. And, 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 families can only have up to 3 days. So then they go to the church and they give them their orders and then the church comes out with a letter that says everybody turn in your food.
0: Yeah, I brought that up before. I think that's actually a really likely scenario.
1: Absolutely. Wow. And so now, now now what? Who are we who are we bowing down to? And are we bowing down <laughs> to what the government has told the the church? And then where do we, where do we go with hearing him? And so what I've been saying from the beginning of this is that God gave you that stewardship as a father and a mother over your children. That's your stewardship. That's your kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like you have a, you have a certain stewardship over, over your kingdom. And, and I don't know if I need to like, or if people don't know this, but this is a test. This is a test to see if we can become like him, right? And, and becoming like him, you have to fight for your kingdom. (laughs) You don't think that God fights for his kingdom. Like the scriptures say that the Lord is not only a God of peace and unity, but he's also a, a God of war and strategy. Like he's not going to wear a mask. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, well, like, I mean, if it
0: protects other I'm, people,
1: right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you, if you don't know how to, if you don't know how to fight for freedom and liberty on this earth, why would you do it in the next? Or how? No, how could you? How could you do it in the next? And so, like, this is the test. Like, uh, how do you? Let me ask you this. How do you measure? How do you measure um, a leader, in your opinion? How do you measure a leader?
0: Um, just any leader. Yeah. Like, how would you measure? Business, sports, just yeah. Whatever. Look at a leader,
1: and then how do you measure? How do you measure them?
0: I think the best leaders in our culture, and you know, through history, that people turn to, were people that others around them followed. Not because they were told to follow them. You don't know. None of the best leaders are saying, "I'm the leader. You have to follow me." Gosh dang it, I'm in charge around here. But no, Mm -hmm. they were guys that you just wanted to be around. They they may not even
1: and become better, right?
0: Yeah, you wanted to be like them. Like I'm, you know, think about okay, like like Coach Coach K from Duke, right? He's in the news a lot right now. He's retiring after 42 seasons. I've never met him, but the guy must be doing something right. He's been Mm -hmm. he's been he's he's had winning seasons for 40 plus years like that's really hard to do and everybody who's played for him in the past seems to speak very highly of him so i'm guessing that in that locker room in that team environment those players are willing to put aside their own personal ambitions for the betterment of the team because of him and you know i could be completely wrong maybe he's a, a maniac i don't think he is but that's one example and i think people want to be people are willing to put aside their personal ambitions and the, and their, uh, to uh, yeah, be like exactly. that person, to that's, buy into the exactly, vision that, that person has.
1: That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you is that, is that God surrounds himself with leaders. He does not surround himself with followers.
0: No. And he doesn't surround himself with, with, um, Petty finger pointers who say, do what I say or else. Exactly. I mean, mean, the Doctrine of Covenants is very clear about that, right? It becomes the I'm gonna paraphrase, but it's a sad reality that all men, given a little authority as they assume, (laughs) practice unrighteous dominion.
1: Oh, it's 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 amazing, dude. Like it's amazing. It's like look, look at yourself first, right? Like don't tell other people what they need to be doing when, when you're not doing it.
0: So does a leader say, get up in a press conference and say, he's tired of protecting the unvaccinated <laughs> like, like Spencer Cox did.
1: <laughs> so anyway, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you can measure a leader based on how many leaders they've created. Right. 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 And so, so that's the, that's the principle that we're talking about is that, God, God wants us to become leaders and he wants us to make decisions on our own. And in fact, we can't actually live with God and do what God does unless we make decisions on our own without being told what to do every six months. Right. Um, and, and that's a, that's, that's a tough thing when you haven't thought through the process that you've got to get to a place where God wants you to make these decisions on your own. And he's actually not very impressed by this morbid obedience um, that you think that's, what's going to make, that's what's going to. I So my friend, I said, so would you jump off a cliff if you were told to by a church leader? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. But you know, if, if that's what it took, you know, um, that's at least I'll be faithful. And so in other words, no matter what, as long as I follow, you know, and I didn't used to think faithful this faithful like, to who, listen, I, I didn't used to, I actually used to think the way that I'm, I'm countering it on.
0: Well, I think a lot of us did, and we've had different experiences that have sort of, well, it was the altered bill. our minds. And well, I, it was
1: the bill. Do you remember the bill? I don't know. If, no no. <laughs> no, the it was the marijuana bill in Utah. It was Prop mm-hmm. 2 and and the church all of a sudden busted out the prop vote no on Prop 2. They sent a letter out because of the medical marijuana. And I was thinking like this is kind of weird. Right? Like is this a spiritual thing or is there something deeper than this, right? Mm-hmm. Um
0: was the no vote on that uh, remind remind me of that was that well it was just whether or not we were going to have marijuana? Me,
1: yeah medical marijuana but the state wanted control of who got to get so they didn't want private distribution centers but,
0: yeah was that the one that passed and then was altered after the yes, vote yes correct okay cuz that's totally legit <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: like and we just let it happen right you can what we all but, voted on wasn't what was but,
1: but the state what i'm trying to say is that <laughs> the state and the pharmaceutical com- the, the medical world had to get their paws on it so it had nothing so then everybody who <laughs> so what probably happened in my opinion is that it's it was tied to the medical world right mm-hmm. and but then all of a sudden it was became a spiritual thing and then all the people were like going to vote no because they were told by their church to do it. So, what right. I'm trying to say is that, like, it was that was a huge eye opener because then I thought, you know what? This is as we move, as governments continue to do what they're doing, it is imperative that you have the Spirit of God, to, that you know how to receive revelation for you and your family. It's imperative that you just have to listen because there, I believe there is going to come a time when we might not have communication with each other. Hmm.
0: Oh, that could happen easily. I mean, yeah,
1: look at, so, so then who's now your boss,
0: right?
1: Your bishop, or your, the, a, right, the first counselor. We
0: had a little taste of that in, in March, 2020, when I, I know it kind of varied from, you know, ward to ward and stake to stake and area to area. But church was shut down in in March 2020, the same week, by the way, that Maroon and I dropped this trumpet. Just do with that what you will. (laughs) But it was the same, literally the same week. So church was closed down, temples were closed, and I didn't hear a word from anybody local from the board or stake level in leadership for Mm -hmm. weeks upon weeks. And we, and and really at the the church-wide level, you know, I thought, well, this is for sure you're going to see like some videos posted of, you know, uh, David David Bednar, Elder Bednar uh, teaching a Come Follow Me lesson or something. For sure, we're going to get those every week, because why not? But we didn't get any, really, any of that for a long, well, ever, really. And, And so we were, that was the most sort of, I'm not going to say spiritually isolated, because I don't think I was spiritually isolated, but it was the most isolated I've ever been from the church in my entire life, because we all know as Mormons how integrated the church is into our culture, into our lives, right? Mm -hmm. We're at the church three times a week, if not more, you know, with weekly activities and church, you know, church uh, on Sunday, firesides, Cleaning assignments, you name it, and then it was just gone. It was all gone instantly for for months, and I think that was a little taste of what it could be like in a in a bigger. I mean, look at, uh, imagine the Saints in Russia right now, and in the in the Ukraine, and is it the Ukraine? It used to be the Ukraine. I don't know what uh, the proper.
1: I, I I don't know. I don't even want to pretend like I understand what's happening over there. I don't.
0: Yeah, we me and Jordan talked about it a bit last week. We both kind of we don't fully know what's going on, but imagine that the saints on both sides of that conflict. And I imagine that they're being cut off and aren't getting day-to-day instruction from their bishop or the or right. first presidency or something. Yeah. They're they're forced to make some pretty hard decisions. Well think about their, dude, well think themselves. about
1: coming down to earth, dude. That was a that was a personal thing. You had to finally get to a point where you had to make some really hard decisions. And sometimes God <clears> in his wisdom, he doesn't want to tell you because that's the test, right? It's like trying to pick up your baby. It's like it's like every time your baby's about to fall, you pick him up and you don't let him go mm-hmm. down, right? Like this that's the reason why we have to get to a place where it's It's not wise, and it it's a slothful servant to be told what to do, especially when it comes to a medical decision bro
0: like yeah well yeah, i mean those those are the most personal decisions that we make outside of like you know who who to date and marry and things like that, and that's been obviously the yeah. privacy beyond that behind those yeah. and, and now and now
1: nobody's saying a word about all these people losing their jobs, like we. I don't know if you remember what happened. Um, 2015, they ran a bill. The church was behind this bill called SB 296, where, you know, all of these, it was basically a religious freedom slash gay rights bill to where the state of Utah can't discriminate on someone who is in the LGBT community.
0: This had to do with like rent and stuff like that, right? Like who you would rent to if you were a yeah
1: Yeah, landowner, so, the, so, not a landowner, so you can't discriminate on someone in owner. the LGBT community based on uh, housing and employment, right? Yeah. And right. everybody kumbaya because you can't discriminate on such a thing, right? Right. On, I, in the state. Like how dare you discriminate? And it's like, okay, in theory, I get it, right? If if it really was a balance, right? But. On, right unfortunately it doesn't go the other way around.
0: Yeah. I think Arizona is in the middle of a similar.
1: So what I'm trying to say is that,
0: right now, um,
1: everybody was all over the news. Kumbaya about this discrimination, right? Because mm-hmm. of employment yet fast forward several years to last year when thousands and thousands of Utah's are now losing their jobs all over the state and there's not a peep about it anywhere. Nobody cares. Right.
0: Well, it's because, well that's, that's because we've been trained and, and indoctrinated and brainwashed over the last two years to believe that people who don't wear masks and who don't get the vaccine are a danger to society. And so they <laughs> deserve to be, they deserve this. They,
1: yeah, this is the consequence.
0: They're not being discriminated against. Yeah, this is the
1: consequence. Just they're take just, that knife and stab it and just slowly turn it and smile and you're going to like it and it's I, your fault.
0: It, right. I mean, there's still, there. it's really, uh, <laughs> it's really remarkable, honestly, to watch <laughs> the, the, the only social media I'm really active on is Twitter and literally overnight people changed their avatars from, vaccine syringes and masks to the Ukrainian flag. And it was just, oh, yeah. they just moved right on. And, <laughs> and nobody really wants to have the conversation about the fallout. There is a little bit, I mean, there was an article in KSL, the uh, communist news network here in Utah um, that said that a lot of uh, cancer, cancer, incidences of cancer, ca- cancer diagnosis are yeah, up in the up. state. And I I snipped the article and I threw it out there on Twitter and I said, but Angela Dunn told us all to stay home and stay safe. Like, like where's the accountability, but there is some, like, it's almost, I don't even think KSL would draw two plus two. Right. Mm -hmm. We were, why, why did those cancer screenings get missed? Well, because you told everybody to stay home and stay safe. And now people are dying because you told them to stay home and stay safe. People that, didn 't need to die are dying or suffering who who had they gone and got screened may have had a much much easier time at this there's no doubt that there's people that are sicker or deader than they needed to be because we all bought into this garbage now m- multiply that by the entire world you know t- tuberculosis cases are skyrocketing starvation is skyrocketing you have all these non covid deaths in young people like they're up almost universally and people are sort of dancing around it they're sort of tiptoeing saying well yeah i guess the the pandemic really made people depressed and they turned to drugs and alcohol and suicide and abuse it's like the pandemic didn't do that you did it i mean spencer cox has bought into that Right. He said something like, "The pandemic has been so hard on young people." And, yeah, you know, no you, doubt. You did this. You did it. Okay. The pandemic, the cold, the coronavirus was not difficult for young people. In fact, they were almost uh, completely immune to it. So why are they? Why are they suffering? Mm-hmm. Well, I think our listeners, your your audience, we know why yeah and i guess the question is sadly,
1: sadly this is just the beginning because if we don't repent for all of this madness and we don't talk about it out in the open and get straight with god it's only going to get worse because everyone's going to double down right the people that believe in freedom and liberty are going to double down the people that believe the government and uh being nice and Being obedient, no matter at what cost, um, they're going to double down. Unless we start having having these conversations, we're going to be completely split in half once this great reset happens, where everybody's shaming people on one way or the other about what to do, you know? Because everyone who's awake spiritually, they're going to be like, uh, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm not... (sighs) maybe the spirit is going to tell people that they should go and take the mark of the beast. Maybe that's what the spirit's going to tell people. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't see mm-hmm. how the, I can't reconcile that, but maybe so. Maybe they got to take the mark of the beast to get to a certain point and God needs them somewhere in that machine to you know, finally call out someone at a certain point. I these things I don't know, but what I do know is this. If we don't take that, if we don't follow our conscience, we're going to be held accountable by God, not by man. And you know why we're going to be held accountable by God and not man? Hmm. Because God is our judge, not man. <laughs> right. So, so it's, yeah, it's it, it, so that's I, who we answer to. We don't answer to man. We don't have faith in man.
0: I we, we like to make a lot of predictions on this show and I'm going to make a prediction right now. I'm really risky out on a limb prediction and say, I don't think the world is going to repent.
1: <laughs> I know, man.
0: <laughs> Not as a whole. There will be uh, individuals. That actually brings up an interesting, I, I read something recently that uh, brought up kind of a theory that I've danced around and and have wondered about. So we've got this great reset, right? It's it's out there in the open. The W.E.F. Klaus Schwabs wrote a book about it. It's a bunch of nonsense. I've read excerpts of it. It's just gobbledygook. And, but you have to kind of take it seriously because the WEF has uh, people in pretty much every government in the world, state governments, national governments, uh, e-corporations, entertainment, medical, you name it, they have people. And it's it's actually pretty impressive what they've been able to accomplish in that regard. But... A lot of people are saying or thinking that the this Great Awakening is a countermeasure to the Great Reset. I recently came across an idea that actually this Great Awakening will be a false awakening. And people will follow basically a false Christ, a false light. And that we will believe that we are we've won, that we've defeated the Great Reset, the Agenda 2030, Whatever you want to call it, right? The, the Illuminati, the oligarchy, the the powers that be, and that we defeated them only to realize that we actually enabled the final kind of destruction of human liberty. Yeah, and small, I've
1: never heard small, this.
0: Great Awakening.
1: This is new to me.
0: And yeah, it was kind of new to me. And and it made me wonder like, like what? The, 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 because it is a spiritual war, right? And we have to have that discernment. And I think discernment in, you know, this is my opinion. I think discernment is the greatest of all spiritual gifts because what, what better thing to know the difference between true and false and right and wrong. Now Mm -hmm. your mileage may vary. You may, may, maybe see that differently, but for me, that that's one that I think is so valuable because we're going to have to recognize Indeed, we are we're already having to recognize truth and false truth. Like like Christ and false Christ.
1: Right. Like it's, anything that's on the media is the exact opposite. Is that what you mean?
0: <laughs> well, that stuff's kind of easy, right? But but what happens when what happens when somebody rises up, some political leader or you know, some something happens and they're saying all the right things and people think this is the guy, right? This is the guy who's going to end all this madness. I mean, there was a little bit of that with Trump, right? People put a lot of, I mean, Mike Lee, the senator from Utah, compared him to Captain Moroni, which I thought was absurd. As, you know, I think Mike Lee is a, a good, sincere guy. I think he just got t- carried away, but um, but Trump, Trump had some of this sort of, ascribed to him and i think he didn't do anything to uh turn it away turn it back right um but this this idea like okay this person is the is is going to save the world so to speak and what if they're just an agent of darkness kind of the idea and how do we discern that
1: mm. well it's the same as always you got to you got to know how the spirit talks to you and that's why you got to be in tune Right, like you have to be in tune with. It's like that's why we gotta repent of our sins all the time. Because if we don't do that, then you can't be in tune. Right, and so, and you have to ask God. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people. When Jesus came, like I was saying the first time, he went to Nicodemus, and he's talked about that you have to be born of the, of the water and of the spirit. And Nicodemus didn't know what he meant. Right. Um He
0: took it literally. How can somebody be born again?
1: <laughs> yeah, and so what I'm saying is that there's people who actually think that just by going through certain ordinances, that's all you gotta do. Right. I went through the temple. I I was baptized. I went on my mission. Right. Um, I I did my home teaching. I did this. I did this. Like I've done all of these things since my youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. okay. and how, what What else can I do? Oh, okay. Uh, go sell everything you got and come follow me. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like <sighs> the, the, the OB, the commandments get us to a place where we become, we, we, you have to become something by doing it, right? It's like, if you haven't become a certain character by by allowing the spirit and the physical and the spiritual as one, in other words, if you get baptized, if it doesn't happen spiritually, it doesn't happen. If mm-hmm. you go through an initiator and you go through the temple, if that doesn't happen spiritually, it's it doesn't happen. And most of us in our journey, we haven't had these incredible things happen that were supposed to be happening spiritually because we are living in the middle of Babylon, and uh, those things don't matter. And that's why, like in Doctrine and Covenant, section twelve, verse twenty-three through twenty-seven, it sh- it says that we are going to get cleansed. Right. Um, and 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 from my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth. The first among you, I'm just trying to, I, I'm paraphrasing sure. the first among you that have professed to know my name, but have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house. And so what I'm saying is like, we we're, we're going to get to a place where we have to call on God's name to literally eat. And, and what's ironic is that's where he wanted us to begin with. Because we built the wrong society, dude, like I'm convinced that we 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 should have all had our own land, uh teaching our own kids, growing our own food, no debt,
0: you're talking about we as in the church
1: I'm talking about God's children, I, we right. built the or wrong just, city, right. like we built the wrong <laughs> structure, we built the wrong society we 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 quite literally rebuilt Rome mm-hmm. like we we are Rome. Right now, we are Jerusalem. We are Sodom and Gomorrah. We are the we are we're all of them put together in one. That's about to go down. We're Babylon.
0: Yeah, we are, and we're mired in evil and in absurdity. I mean, you know, to bring us full circle, like this this the the idea that we would even need a bill to, to prevent you know a law to prevent an 18-year-old boy from playing basketball against girls is absurd. Uh, but, you know, look at the University of Pennsylvania, right? And look at what's happening in that, that swimming, the, the scene in that, that swimming, it's completely absurd and right. it's completely destroying the, the women's sports. Right. And, and I only bring that up because the, we're mired in just absurdity upon absurdity.
1: Oh man, it's and it's like it's its own cult, you know. Like I, 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 I gotta go in just a few minutes, but I do. I want to. I do these like stupid TikToks, right? I finally got on that TikTok program, <laughs> or you know, because I, I like Gen Z. Thanks you. <laughs> I just yeah, that's right. And I just drop these bombs, but I'll do these live videos sometimes on TikTok, and you'll get like several hundred people in the room at once. Mm-hmm. And dude, um. Every now and again, like, I don't know, every 20 lines, uh, what are you, uh, what's your pronouns? Right. Uh, What's your, I mean, these are questions that they're asking. Are you vaccinated? What's your right. pronouns? Right. I mean, this is the way that they're trained. That Because they identify you <laughs> based off of what the world is teaching them about this false diversity, uh, ites, right? Ites, ites, ites. Mm-hmm. There's all these ites everywhere, this identity politic garbage
0: yeah you 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 signal these things with the mask, pronouns with uh that right how, well now. that's you're how they, flag. That's, that's how they identify right, and it's you know we we joke about virtue signaling, but it's really that that take that term and, and break <laughs> it down literally like like yeah. you are not virtuous, meaning you are not right with God if you are not signaling the correct. Signals. If you're not putting out these correct signals, you, therefore you are worthy of disdain and and uh expulsion and I, from and society. I, and, I, and
1: I'm gonna come after you and I'm gonna destroy your life because of it. And so it turns into its own. Dude, let me read. I gotta read you this, man. It's so good. Um it's a talk by Neil A. Maxwell, and it's called Meeting the Challenges of Today. Okay. Okay. And and in it he says. God, it's poetic and then I got to go, but he says, we are now entering a period of incredible ironies. Let us cite, but one of these ironies, which is yet in its subtle stages, we shall see in our time a, a maximum, if indirect effort made to establish irreligion as the state religion. It's actually a new form of paganism that, that uses the carefully preserved and cultivated freedoms of Western civilization to shrink freedom even as it rejects the value essence of our rich Judeo-Christian heritage. And then he says, Brothers and sisters, irreligion as the state religion would be the worst of all combinations. Its orthodoxy would be insistent and its inquisitors inevitable. Its paid ministry would be numerous beyond belief. Its caesars would be insufferably condescending. Its majorities, when faced with clear alternatives, would make the Barabbas choice, as did a mob centuries ago, when Pilate confronted them with the need to decide.
0: That uh, That's right on. I mean... When, when did he re- when did he say that? 78. 1978. We will... Uh, I have to admit, uh, with uh, Jordan traveling, I don't know how well we'll be able to link to all these things, but we will. Tr- we will link to that and some of these other things that we've referenced. Oh, it's just called,
1: yeah, it's just called, uh, A. Maxwell meeting, meeting the challenges of today. The entire talk is phenomenal. Was that a,
0: like, was that a general conference. It was a BYU talk. Okay.
1: Um, and so, and so what I'm saying is we're there, we are there to where it's majorities would be, would be so condescending and insufferable to where, uh, we don't care if they live or die.
0: Well, how many people over the last couple of years said that the unmasked and the unvaxxed need to die? I mean, people are prominent. People are saying that celebrities and doctors, politicians, and now people are saying the Russians all need to die. It's okay; we can kill off uh, you know innocent people uh, as long as we, you know to, who, so we can feel virtue. It's
1: so gross, dude. And, and so and what's what happen-
0: happening? Oh. Well, you see what's happening in Russia is really interesting with the economic cutoffs, you know, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, you have all of these corporations. Yeah. That's that a type. Out-
1: well, that's a type and a shadow to anyone that doesn't. I mean, you can see now what they're going to do to everyone. That's the game. That's the that's right. the that's the playbook to anyone that that goes against their global agenda.
0: And it's a it, 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 listeners of this show will know that I keep pounding the desk about this uh, digital currencies. and they're the end game They're Once those, once, once those are established, we're done because they, they can cut off our money supply. If we don't signal the right virtue. Uh-huh. Yep. And so I hope that you know, last week I said, lift weights, eat meat and learn to shoot. And we're, we, we may have a, we may come to a point in our lifetime, maybe even very soon where we have to stand on our own two feet without any of the modern conveniences including currency and property
1: oh it's coming Uh, it's coming i mean that's because because ultimately when you follow the iron rod when you follow your conscience i mean if you think about that vision they were literally quite literally in the wilderness like if you think about that like they those that followed their conscience were in the wilderness and yeah. those who did not follow their conscience were in the great and spacious building where there were, there was no, uh, foundation.
0: Yeah. They probably had safety, they that safety <laughs> right. from the wilderness.
1: Well, it was good talking to you, man. I, yeah.
0: I, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, always appreciate it. We know you're busy. Yeah. Why don't you tell us some of the things you're doing Recently where can people find you online? Um, all that all that roll. Uh
1: just text just um text the word um liberty to 888-210-6260. So that's text the word liberty to 888-210-6260 and you'll get a link tree um to have all my platforms. I just put up an awesome one on my Rumble channel of a guy named Dr. David Martin in Utah. Okay phenomenal everyone's got to watch that it's on my it's on my rumble channel so again if you text the word liberty to eight 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 two one zero sixty two sixty, 210 6260 that'll send you everything it'll send you my web page it'll send you my book you can read it for free um the documentary non-essential you can re- watch that for free you can connect to um my instagram my telegram my rumble um i'm almost done with facebook cuz they've they they've shadowed so badly now that they right. switched over to the meta world right and so, <clears throat> so
0: Excellent. that's wow. yeah
1: and then and then also i just want to end with this like don't fear right because right because in the end like god is so much greater than all of this madness so much greater and he's only he's only as great as we allow him to on this earth like in other words he's he needs us. He needs us to do these, to do these Mm -hmm. things, you know?
0: And there's a lot of us. There's a lot of good hearted people out there who are fake, who, you know, whatever term you want to use, but find them, find them online. Uh, We're, we're not, we're not a small group. There's a lot of us and uh, we need to band together as much as we can. And, and, you know, let each other know that hey we're all out here and uh we're we're striving to preserve liberty is all there there is it's the bottom line of everything and without it we're just slaves
1: yeah it's the foundation of the universe i mean it is it's liberty is god and god is liberty it's in the second corinthians it's in the bible where where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty
0: i don't want to be a a a well-fed slave i I, want to be free and uh, we need to keep fighting for that Amen Eric thanks again. Um, we will also link to our previous conversation with Eric that uh, was a few months back and uh, uh, I'll let you go and uh, let's uh, let's do it again sometime
1: Absolutely, anytime bro
0: all right thank you everybody uh, and we will be back again next week with another episode of the mind virus podcast